0: back you're watching stockwatch with me julietta televi and joining me to take your stock related questions this evening are david shapiro from Sasson securities and wayne mccurry from fnb wealth and investments if you'd like to send questions to us please sms 41392 email stockwatch at bdtv.co.za or tweet us at businessday tv using the hashtag stockwatch um wayne good to have you there uh uh, for the time being while david uh connects to us we're not quite sure where he is um although we do know he's in new york so theoretically his internet connection should be good um, when I have to say, it's quite a dull day when the most exciting things are producer inflation in Europe and the PMI data out of China. And the latter wasn't particularly good, which seemed to put a pall on everything.
1: Yeah. Look, look, the market, I think, is sitting back. It got the scare. Let's go back a little bit. It got the scare when uh, Federal Reserve Chairman Powell said another couple of interest rate increases and it got a scare and it collapsed for a week and maybe a bit longer than that. Then the U.S., some inflation data came out in the U.S. that all of a sudden gained great prominence. I've never heard of it before. It was something like personal consumption inflation. And that uh, surprised on the downside. In other words, it was less than what people thought. And that's put the market, that sort of gave us back all of the losses that we made on on, on Powell's speech. Hmm. But we're still sitting and waiting for a definitive... Movement in inflation down, and I don't think we're going to see much happening until we see that. So in other words, we've got to wait. You know, maybe tomorrow the 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 well on Friday the jobs data might show something. Maybe you know we'll get some other data, but we've got to get inflation out the UK, the US, and Europe and hopefully it's less than expected Hmm. then i think we'll see some market action of course if it's more than expected we'll also see market action just the other way yeah but at the moment we're all sitting and waiting for this you know what people forget i think is that the inflation we're seeing in the western world know it's it's once in a lifetime it's unprecedented you know it's 40 years since years ago since they've seen inflation like that Mm. and as i said we don't realize it yet but it's a total and complete shock to the system yeah you know so the markets are anticipating inflation falling and obviously then interest rates falling as well but there's no definitive proof yet that uh, that that's you know on the cards and it i mean it has peaked and it is falling but now, is it going back to somewhere near the target ranges or not? We just don't know. Yeah. And just on Shapiro, he's probably trying to finish his bagel there before we talk.
0: <laughs> he's there. Look at him. He's not even got any crumbs is about his there? mouth. Yes. <laughs> um David, I suppose there's also um one thing to mention is that it's the July holidays. Yesterday was the fourth of July Independence uh, Day in mm-hmm. the States. So there's yeah. a certain lull in the markets. You know, there's a everyone's kind of sunbaked. Um, Do you think we're going to be quite listless for a while?
2: Oh, no doubt. I think from now on, I think all the kids are away. Everybody's headed out, especially New York. You know, if you go to the touristy places, still very busy. But if you go to the residential areas, you know, you can find seats at restaurants and so on. So I I think it is we're going into a very quiet period. But I, I must say one thing about trying to understand inflation. I'm not quite sure anybody understands what's happening you know i don't think anybody's got a, a a tight grip on on where we are having come out of lockdown having seen all the disruptions that we've gone through including the war and i i, I you know everyone's pulling lead, levers just hoping we get the right uh, outcome or right solution in that but mm-hmm. i think there comes a time they've got to just take a step back see what happens is exactly what wayne says you know just wait and see whether or not we do get this definitive Mm. downturn in inflation but in the meantime markets carry on they're not you know they're already discounting better times ahead into 2024.
0: yeah i mean certainly i was saying produce inflation in the Eurozone has now gone negative for the first time in a long time. Yeah. Um, the Germans, I've been in Germany for two weeks, um, they're very skeptical about price hikes. They think a lot of it is opportunistic, um, that people have jumped on. Oh, because of inflation, prices are higher. Uh, you know, I don't know if there's, you know, maybe there's an opportunism in higher prices and that's something that Uh, also is not gonna be controlled necessarily by high interest rates, who knows. But there is a question for the two of you um, for the gruesome twosome as the viewer, and the viewer's (laughs) been waiting to ask this question for weeks now, and he says, um, I've got two questions, a bullish one for Wayne. Uh, Considering your sentiment that we are near the bottom of the commodity cycle and the RAND Mm -hmm. should improve, once again, cyclically, can you please pick one local mining stock that you would hold for a year only um, for the maximum return? And a bearish one for David. Without causing any in studio fisticuffs, let's say that Wayne is wrong. Kosile blows up, we have three more interest rate hikes by December, and Putin visits, and we give him the keys to Pretoria. What would you say is the most defensive local stock to back? Okay, so firstly, Wayne, which do you think is the commodity company uh, that would give you the highest return? Um, if your thesis um, if you still back this...
1: I just don't know about the one year story but I'm very bullish as per my stock picks a couple of times now anglo- american platinum the platinum shares you know two three of you maybe I think are going to show an incredibly good return and by the way David's going to find he's not going to pick a local share as a defensive it'll be it might be listed here but it won't be a local share
2: i <laughs> that...
0: Yes, yes, certainly. I mean, you know, like that's that's pretty much everything that could go wrong, as mentioned by the viewer. Um, uh, Putin included having right, the keys I, to put toys. I, I think
2: Wayne. I think the the defensive stock would be a, a mining company. I think. I think if you want to go defensive, I, I. It, it's odd that we that Wayne said that because. You know, you can see tensions already arising between China and America about strategic minerals and metals and that. And I, th- I think there's going to be a rush. Uh, you, uh, wonderful sales that are coming out of Rivian and Tesla. So electric vehicles on the way. Uh, We're still huge amounts are going into alternative energy. So I I'm, I think Wayne's right in just waiting for the right time to get into uh, into metals. So for me, that becomes... Not, a, not an aggressive or bullish play, it's a defensive play as well. Mm. And it helps you with the RAND, although we haven't seen it. So I think, I think it's probably still the best place to be outside of choosing the S&P or NASDAQ.
0: And presumably, if you were talking about something that um, had exposure to electric vehicles, um, anything mm. with copper, anything with yep. great copper, lithium, cobalt exposure. So which company is that? Glencore. Yeah. Like
1: yeah, it's Kenobi, but clicking. they've all got copper mm. anglo's has got a lot of copper. Mm. Anglo's has got lots know, of copper
2: anglo's has got copper it's got diamonds it's got iron ore platinum
1: you know so maybe you know, so maybe book. maybe anglo's is the one because it's got uh, oh. obviously big platinum and and all the other ones david spoke about
2: mm. in a way i just looked at i was looking at ubs because they've been so negative on anglos and anglos have come down about 20 percent i don't know what over the last year and i looked at a report i think overnight and suddenly they've turned neutral which means they've turned the corner (laughs) that means okay (laughs) when they start to turn the corner fine (laughs) could be a buy yeah so i'm with i'm with wayne on anglos in that uh, it might be turning the corner Mm. Mm.
0: Okay, what about um, a a, a company that we don't know if they've turned the corner yet? They might have lost a little more traction on their tyres, and that's transaction capital. Um, And the viewer says the stock um, has increased by 20% over the last three days. New car sales for June year-on-year were up 14%. Could this be one of the reasons that We Buy Cars um, has had a good year so far? Is it a good time to buy? Um, And there's another... um, Okay, so that's one aspect of the question. Another viewer has sent a different question on transaction capital asking, What does the panel think transaction capital's value would be if they were to write down the taxi business to zero? And could one expect the share to double in the next two years? Wade. Well,
1: now, look, as you know, it's been my stock pick. Mm. Um, and I don't think you made any money on that yet, but it has, in, uh, as, 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 as per the question, it has picked up a little bit in the last couple of days. But I still like the the other businesses other than Taxi SA. By the way, I think they have written Taxi SA down to zero already. But what's it all worth? It's, it's very very difficult to say. You know what's the right share price for this because, you know, Taxi SA they took they absolutely kitchen sink that like you cannot believe, and who knows with you know in a year or two's time with. A you know, stronger rand, stable oil price, maybe even a fall in the petrol price in South Africa, lower interest rates, you know, that you might actually recoup something from that. Mm. But the balance of their businesses are, are extremely good business. I mean so I would put I don't know, twelve Rand, thirteen Rand a share on this, you know, in the medium term.
0: Which is practically a doubling of where
2: it is now, which is Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, David, but it's do you- down 80%. Though. Yes. It's yes. Okay. So, yeah. you, know, you know, it's like going to the SPCA and finding a rescue dog. You know, you've got to nurse this back to health and it's going to take time. And you're not quite sure when it's going to, when this poor animal is going to get back to health. I like management. I think the businesses can rebound, but we've got no idea how long it's going to take. You know, we don't know what's in the balance sheet and what's in the income statement and, you know, what they've got to get rid of. Mm. So I think if you're going to take it, it's it's an absolute out and out punt, you know, on on, on the hope that it does recover, but it just might take a little bit of time.
0: Yeah. Mm. I mean, would you also uh, would you pretty much concur with Wayne that the that SA Taxi is written off in the valuation of
2: the share price? Yeah. Uh, no doubt about it. Yeah, no doubt. Simply because of the huge issues that they face, and uh, I think it's not reflected in their uh, in their value at all. Mm. So, and, and that's a difficult area. You know, I mean, it's a very, very difficult area also to resuscitate and get back going. You need, you need our economy to, to really pick up, which is a lot easier than we buy cars. I mean, and, and also reflecting on, as you said, vehicle sales picking up. Yeah. Or so the listener said so. yeah.
0: There is a question from a viewer about NAMPAC. And he says, if NAMPAC has not been discussed recently, and forgive me if it has um, by my colleague Zanati, um, please can your panel, i.e. Wayne, indicate if NAMPAC at this stage can be added to one's portfolio? Okay, so David, we don't want to hear your thoughts on NAMPAC. Wayne, what are your views? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I think my views will be very similar to David. I mean, in theory, it is a total steal at this price. That's the theory. I mean, it's down 95% in five years. But something's gone wrong in the industry or in NAMPAC. They've been trying to turn this around forever. Something's changed here. The market has changed. They're not competitive. I mean, they've done, they've done so much as management to try and get it right. And they've sold off businesses. So at best... It's a call option money. So it's a total bet. Mm. You know, this is not something you want to hold in your retirement fund. If you've got a, a couple of rand lying around and you feel like gambling, you know, treat it as a call option. You could lose everything, but you could make an extremely good return. But it's not in the mainstream portfolio.
0: Yeah. yeah. And this, I mean, when last, time
1: this, last time we discussed this, this, you know, David and I can remember. NAMPAC yeah. in the 90s and the late 80s was absolute blue chipper.
0: I mean, interestingly, yeah. sorry, this is really interesting. We
2: are three, no. three businesses at that stage. Yeah. To show you the industry, and Wayne has touched on a very important point. What happened? We had Cola, we had Consul, we had Nampack, uh, and then there were a few smaller players there as well. And these were all very powerful businesses. That uh, almost dominated the uh, industrial scene in South Africa, and and yet all of them have fizzled away. And I don't Mm. believe you can bring bottles in cheap from China. So I don't know what's happened to the industry that is that has put it under such enormous pressure. Six hundred and twenty million rand market cap for an ampac Mm. is 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 virtually nothing. I mean that's uh, that's a micro cap. It's not even a small cap anymore. Yeah. So I think I, I, you know, we can't, we can't touch on what's gone wrong, which has to be associated with management and just some very, very poor decisions along the way.
0: Yeah. And a bit of bad luck, uh, to be honest. You know, a bit of bad luck in Angola. You make and- your
2: luck. <laughs> yeah. You mm. make your luck. You know, you make your luck by going into Angola or being too ambitious in Nigeria. You know, you've got to know these countries. You know, they don't take prisoners, in Nigeria. You know. I see them on the street corner still selling fake bags here. <laughs> <laughs> you, want, you want me to buy you any No, right?
0: thank you, you very much. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, No, I'll, 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 I'll stay away from your fake luxury, your faux luxury bags. Um, there's a question, actually, it's a more of a sort of technical question from a viewer. who says, I always thought the primary reason for selling a share is based on its investment proposition. So I'm surprised when your guests on Stockwatch often mention uh, capital gains tax as a consideration whether to sell or not. Surely capital gains tax yeah. is just a consequence of the primary reason to sell.
1: Correct. Yeah, I actually feel very really strongly about this. I feel that the issue of capital gains tax actually negatively affects investment decisions. Mm. And I think the industry itself is wrong in this. Mm. I think when you show a client's portfolio, you should show the value of the shares after providing for the capital tax that they... Because capital tax is incurred when you make a capital profit. You might not pay it, but it's incurred. I think if you've got shares of 100, but you owe 20 Rand capital gains tax, your statement should show 80 Rand, not 100 Rand. Because then you say, oh, but if I sell it, I'm going to pay 20 Rand. You should actually already incur that as a liability. Yeah. Because I find so... Oh, no, we can't sell that. Course we're going to pay capital gains tax. So I think it's a whole mindset change that I think the industry's got to actually drive you as you say you've already incurred it, it's already there. It doesn't you might have to pay it when you sell, but it's already a liability against the value of your assets. Yeah. And then it won't infringe on the investment decision. We we come across this every day. You say, Let's sell this share. Oh no, but we're going to pay capital gains tax, the clients won't like it. It's, in, it's, it's 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 impinging a, on the investment decision. Yeah, it's mm. actually. I feel very strongly about this. It's actually so wrong.
0: And it's a sort of implicit. Mm. I mean, but you could, if you had your own portfolio, maybe it's an exercise that you should do. Calculate yeah. what your capital gain is, and then just kind of, as you say, ignore and say, okay, well, mm. that's that's what it is, and then it's a liability. You know, yeah, yeah.
2: Um, the, I think for me, the conundrum is that if you're going to make a switch, you know, you 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 bring that in and say listen if i'm going to pay this tax and put it into xyz company uh is it worth the switch you know in other words um or is it better just to stay with it you know with the capital gains future liability so i i'm not quite sure whether it's whether i'm articulating that well enough but sometimes that does especially where We look at some businesses. You know, if you've been holding Best for many, many years, you're going to sell it. You say, "Hold on, I'm going to have this massive liability. Will the reinvestment I make uh, make up for that? Or uh, you know, is it worth getting out of a company?" But Wayne's right. We should have that extra. You've already got got the the liability. You know, he's
1: not worth a hundred. He's only worth
2: eighty. Yeah. Yeah. It's dead right. And it's it's something that we should we should always uh have on a client's portfolio so that they they know exactly where they stand yeah uh x capital hmm. gains Interesting. i think the difficulty is understanding many clients don't know their base costs and things like that
0: yeah but
2: i mean uh it's it's something that should be there
0: yeah just, sorry just one very quick follow-up question on Nampac. um does wayne's view of Nampac change at all if you're an existing shareholder and are now considering the rights issue
1: I don't know on the rights issue. I mean if you don't follow it you're going to be so diluted. Mm. I suppose you've got to follow no. it, but just treat it as option money, you know. In your mind, write it off to zero and then if it does pay off, you know, fantastic, but yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh then there's a question on meta, which we haven't discussed in a long time. What's your take on meta investments? Mm. Um, David, is this something that you've taken uh I, I've,
2: I've watched them for many years since the vessel days, you know, um, they were hurt by Toyota, you know, when Toyota um, production was flooded, all those vehicles were flooded um, because they, they provide original equipment or you know, they provide equipment to the original, sorry, original uh, equipment, a- equipment so, to a car maker. Yeah, OEM. Yeah. So, um, of course, if Toyota wasn't in production, it did hurt them. And I think globally, they've been just uh, a little put back by similar things in, I think, in Turkey. But it's not a bad business. I don't know. I haven't watched it that carefully. And I'll always watch it when the results come out. But I can't recall where we are at the moment um, in Mete.
0: I mean, we're down quite a lot. It's it's
2: not a bad business. You know, when things get back, when Toyota get back to production, of course, they will see a uh, a pickup, um, you know, in, in output, sure.
0: Wayne do you look at Messi? It's one of these
1: deep value shares. You know, it's showing a loss oh. at the moment. But if you're a deep value investor, as David mm-hmm. said, this is a good company. And I'm not that negative on car sales on the three year view because I think we'll see lower interest rates. So, you know, maybe it's not a bad time to actually go out and look at it. But, but understand it's deep value investing. It could get much, it could get. A lot cheaper you know before it turns
2: yeah okay uh, i I don't know where they are in the battery cycle you know i don't, I never know where the battery cycle is there's still plenty of uh, uh combustion engines out there, but I don't know where they're placed with regard to that um anyway listen it it's 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 one of these businesses that I think are worth looking closer at you know it's not yes. one that you can just dismiss. Mm uh regardless of where it is at the moment it's a pretty decent business mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: okay and then the question uh what's the panel's view on the following shares at current values impala mondi and sassel <laughs> yeah.
2: david uh, Impala's, Impala's in, is, is in uh, wayne's anglo platz camp yeah the it's same story a- as anglo a-
1: yeah.
2: it's had a massive fall sassel also i see is about 30 percent down and just drifting back with the oil price and uh you know the oil price has been one i don't want to say the biggest disappointments but i think uh, nobody's got that one right um oil just keeps filtering down and no one's quite sure why hold on a sec why is this happening so it has affected uh sassel to uh you know uh, to an extent and they've got their own internal problems that they have to sort out monday i don't know way it's 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 one and you know once again uh a pretty decent business. I know that they've been trying to put through price rises and probably battling against uh, that at the moment. And I think generally the Malay in uh, in, in economic output in in yeah. Europe I think, could affect him. I've got, but mm. you know, but I hold it. I still
1: still hold it. Yeah. Now, look mm. Mondi. I, I think they're all they're all good companies at reasonable valuations. Mm. Yeah. You have know, you got, got two commodity shares in Mondi and. Uh, and I think they all show reasonable evaluations.
0: Mm. Okay. And, and then here's a slightly, uh, as you see, seen, Mondi there is sort of stuck below 300 rand a share. Doesn't seem to be doing much. Um, there's a question from a viewer who says, I've got some front range shares, which were unbundled from Peregrine, I think. Uh, they unlist- they're unlisted now, and I can't find any information on Google about them. Do your guests know anything about them? Do you? What's oh, that called? Front range.
1: No, doesn't that ring any be bell there, for me. Never heard of it. From uh, our peregrine,
2: or the peregrine well, I,
0: in South Africa. I, I assume so. There are
2: peregrines all over the world.
0: Mm. Would you go and, and contact your broker or your whatever platform that you trade on? Is that you know, if you've got shares and you don't quite know what to do with them, or if they, for example, are suspended uh okay um this is the best question best person to ask being uh your your trading platform
1: yeah uh, i i I've, I've never dealt in in uh, in listed chair so i don't listed, actually know
0: though. okay I feel like I should ask my colleague Mark Hassenfuss, who has a peculiar penchant for strange unlisted companies. So I'll ask him, and maybe I can report back to the viewer. Um, but getting to your stock picks this evening, uh, David, what would you always be?
2: I've got nothing really. I think we're in that kind of, oh, you know, the, that that area of the market where we've had a got had a very good run, and things are just slowing down. I must admit, I still like tech. I still, I was looking at Meta now, and you know he's making his comeback, and uh, I think old uh, Zuckerberg's taking this cage fighting story with, with uh, Elon Musk. I think uh, maybe a little too far, but he is coming out now with, uh, um, you know, a,
0: a rival to Twitter, a
2: competition to Twitter. Yeah, competition to Twitter. So, uh, it seems to be working. You know, he's he's getting his rec- recovering his name and i think it's not a bad you know if, if if you've got that kind of appetite uh and i mean appetite for zuckerberg then um, i think you'll do okay on this one you know especially with ai coming around as well don't just dis- dismiss him mm. but uh, i got out of my meter a long time ago but i must admit that uh he's starting to attract a lot of attention again and there might be something in the apps that he's producing now what's this one called twitter and i don't know I
0: don't know. I have to say, I have been on holiday, um, and I've sort of switched no, off. Okay.
1: So I, I did hear the name, I just can't think of it now. Mm. Mm.
0: Mm. Yeah, Bad start for but, all three uh, of us. I, I,
2: I've got to watch this cage fight. You know? I don't know whether, what they're going to do, whether they're going to hire people to fight for them. Mm. not? The,
0: that's <laughs> the, the last thing I have to say that I'd want Little to
1: watch.
0: Um, Wayne, what is your stock pick tonight?
1: Very boring going for Standard Bank. And the yeah. reason is, and you can look at you can look at virtually all of the banks. I mean, it's a very technical thing, I suppose, but the price earnings ratio is more or less the same as the dividend yield. And you know, dividends aren't under threat in these banks for the foreseeable future at all. In fact, profits will do reasonably well despite the bad debts.
2: Mm.
1: You know, for good companies, that's true long term value.
0: Yeah. Okay. We shall leave it there. David, Wayne, thank you very much for joining us as always on a Wednesday night. Uh, David Shapiro is from Sassman Securities. Wayne McCurry is from f Wealth and Investments. Up next, The Close with Bloomberg. Stay with us. <laughs>